first episode of Rip the Rip Comics podcast. It's July 26, 2020. This is episode one. And we also have a special guest host here, uh, or special guest, or, or a special, host? this could be the cameo, the cameo appearance of, <laughs> of Will Diaz from Toy and Comic Junkie uh, Facebook group and Instagram group. And um, we are here uh, launching off the first of uh, hopefully uh, 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 something. A slew? Yeah, a slew or, or, or uh, an, an event or or whatever you want to call it. Uh, I like slew. Uh, I like like a slew of shows. The, the slew of shows. Yes. Can I have uh, some cold slew, please? Coast Lou, that's they sell that at Long John Silver's uh, yes. with some hush puppies Wait. and those crispy things and chowder. Yeah, I mean uh, that's uh, you know have you ever those those crispy those oh, I love them. Yeah, those are. Uh, are they uh, the shape of a fish? You know what? I don't even know what they are in the shape of, but I know that it's one of those kind of things that. Uh, uh, you all right? Nope. What happened? <laughs> I'll uh, take over the show now. User user mal- malfunction by me. No, I'm I'll trying take to. Over I, the show. I'm actually trying to share it to the group right now. And oh, so, you are okay. Yeah. Well, because I got it on the rip. Yeah, I'm gonna just put it right here. Just as long as I put a title on it. So episode straight one. from Hurricane Central. Actually, yeah. Did uh, speaking of that, before we get into the, the actual show, did you guys sustain any any damage or or around in the neighborhood? Because I know that you guys have lots of trees that could pose. You know all kinds of uh, all kinds of hazards Mayhem. And, and stuff like that. Yeah. No, not at all. We were fine. We we're totally fine. My kids were actually uh, very bored. Uh, they were actually hoping for mayhem and destruction. And oh, really? They thought yeah, they thought the hurricane was very weak, and it had it had no oomph. There was no oomph in the hurricane, and they were very upset. I mean, these kids been in quarantine and. Locked down in the house for what? Going on three and a half months already. So, so you think they were prepared already? They were. They oh were gosh, they had go bags. They were. They've been watching The Walking Dead over and over again, ready for everything. Yeah. So that that's actually an interesting dynamic right there. When 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 you end up, uh, you know, something like that ends up uh, taking place. Uh, I you, said go bag, and they said go bag, Dad, and they knew what I was talking about. That's that's how prepared they are, and I've never discussed any. They're not preppers, right? I never discussed anything like that. So, so I guess it, it, it was so so family wise, everything was okay. Yeah. Uh, on our end, you know, every every they kept wondering if we were going to go to Del Rio because last time we went to Del Rio and we you know we were with your family and stuff. Yeah. So they were kind of anticipating that that we were going to do that, but uh, it was kind of hard to to get them to understand that actually the the storm was a little bit not that not that anybody should. Um, take any storm for granted yeah but uh, you know we, we kind of felt a little bit that, we, that we'd be okay and then just as we had said that the storm hadn't really hit the goal the hit the hit the coast and then uh half our power went out of out of the house um knocked out our ac uh the front portion of our house uh wall sockets and it, it was kind of weird uh, we didn't have anything going on sound uh like uh power wise and then we started noticing that there was a fan going on in the back room and so part of the house actually still had wall sockets the internet never went out we had our lights we had ceiling fans going so it was kind of a weird thing we you know we had you know that was that was the first time that we ever experienced something like that and uh 
you know, it's still kind of a is, uh, an issue, but, you know, we're able to kind of go on a little bit uh, through battery power and, and stuff like that. So um, this, this is actually a delayed uh, uh, episode. We, we've been trying to launch this episode for a while, but because of uh, technical uh, uh, issues and you know the the hurricane and stuff like that you know we've kind of managed a way to kind of scrape together uh this uh, particular uh issue yeah, and just having this is uh, venom 24 right i mean yeah yeah i i think we you know we solved uh, our our connection issue we were having such erratic uh service i don't know do, were you guys having any service issues uh where no. you know, in your neck of the woods no we were fine we had everything going we had Man, you, you guys we had uh, internet uh, uh, some people really, yeah, I'm not, you know, like I said, I don't want anybody to think that, you know, taking, taking storms for granted and stuff like that. But, you know, um, the, the things, you know, they, they, they all happen different to everybody. And, um, you know, everybody experienced something different. I mean, I, I, if you go online, you, you definitely see a lot of the uh, issues that, that some people face and, and stuff like that. So it, it definitely was, you know, it, it did hit some people really hard and uh, your family was okay. Yeah, we're, we're fine. Everybody was good. Okay. It, it, it just, for us, the storm was like, it felt like uh, any other big storm that would pass our, our, our way. It really did. Um, really nothing extreme for us. It was, you know, I was surprised. I thought we were going to get um, a bigger, a bigger hit. A bigger hit. Yeah, I thought so, but we were prepared. I mean, we prepared two days in advance. We had our vehicles full of gas. I mean, you may you think I'm taking it. You may think we're. I'm taking it lightly because I'm joking about it, but we were ready to go at, at any moment. Like if we decided to, we could. We were gone. We had places to go. Um, uh, we were ready. We were ready the day before um, the hurricane hit the coast. So. But I, 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 after watching the news, well, I don't really watch the news, uh, watching the, um, the pundits on mm -hmm. YouTube and I pick, I'm very picky about who I listen to for information, but I found a person that's really good and um, his name is Levi Cohen and I use him religiously for hurricane information because he's spot on and he does a, such a great job of explaining how hurricanes are steered and formed and he pretty much will tell you where they'll go um so i listen to him and he does a podcast uh he does a show each night of a major hurricane from the onset of it starting till it hits the coast and um and he's he has a site called tropical tidbits so i advise anybody who lives on the coast to check him out he's he has you know what was interesting um uh, I was uh, on YouTube and I found a kid who's about 10 years old, 11 years old, and he is, it's like he is uh, Levi Cohen, Tropical Tidbits um, apprentice. He's like doing a show just like Levi Cohen is. And I actually listened to him for information because he was pretty much using the same tools and regurgitating the same things that Levi was saying. And I was really, um, to me, I was like, wow, this is really cool. This kid's going to be better than Levi when he grows up because he's doing, yeah, he's doing that at such a young age. So, but, um, but, so but he has I guess, fans. 
So, I mean, but I mean, he did he do it with his own slant? Is that what he was? What he was he doing? didn't have a slant. He was very raw. Oh, okay. He, he was very raw and rough around the edges, which he should be at that age. Uh, he's a beginner, but uh, the fact that he's doing it on his own um, is what intrigued me. And I actually stayed listening to him for a while. Um, but he's going to be probably one of those up and comings in about give four, four or five years. He'll be he'll be there. He'll be at that level because he's young and absorbs and they're hungry at that age, you know. So Very cool. No, I mean, yeah. uh, you, you let me, you let me hear part of that pod, uh, podcast. And uh, I want to say that uh, he, he had a ride on the money. He said that more than likely as it was getting close to the coast to the cl- coast, we were definitely going to be in a cat one. I mean, it almost hit a uh, cat two. two. So uh, yeah. that was, uh, he was uh, pretty spot on. Uh, were you I, worried about your comic books? Uh, no, I think they were pretty secure. Now, if it was a, a bigger storm, I, I would be definitely worried about that. Uh, the way the, that our you, houses are on pier and beam. Right, because yeah. we live on the coast, and we live on, we live near the water. Like for like, you live less than a mile away from the shoreline. Yeah, right. But our shoreline, right. where we are situated, uh, is is uh, there's a there's a seawall that keeps the water like a small little dam that keeps it from right. going higher. And so we kind of live on a on a small little hill. Yeah, so no, I, but I think I think the comics were good. I, I see that yours are out. You didn't really have to hide them or anything like that. No, I, I was worried about them, actually. I was like, what if water did get in here? But but these houses are, what, 50, 60 years old? And they've already been through so many hurricanes. So they put them in a position where they're not going to get flooded. Hey, so hey, ro- I have a lot ro- of faith ro- Rotate it just ever so much because I see that you do have the – you did acquire that Secret oh. Wars. Yeah, yeah, turn it a little bit. No, 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 the other way, the other way, the other way. Oh, the other way. Yeah, yeah. I have my – there okay. you go. There you go. You had the. You have yeah. your. Those, those are some pretty pretty key issues there. Yeah, I got. You just you I just got, got that one not that long ago. I got two of them actually. I have the other one on the other side. Oh, that's cool. I also, I also have uh, a raw peach mamoko. I'm waiting for one from her signed. Um, yeah. Let's go. Let's go to the back one. The, that back one right there. The, the Secret Wars. There are big controversy as far as what the first appearance is, and a lot of people, you know, like there were like about three or four different copies or issues that actually came out during this time. There's that one. Then there's Amazing Spider-Man 252, and then I think there might have been like another. Uh, there was preview. a Marvel. There was a Marvel team up, I think. It was, a, yeah, it was something of that nature. And so that, you know, a lot of people, uh, it, 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 we have so many comic books that ends up, you know, with that kind of controversy as far as, you know, first appearances, cameos, what book came first, chicken or the egg. You know, it's, it's one of those kind of things that, uh, you know, go on and on and on in regards to uh, uh, stuff like that. So it's kind of. But you can't, you got to admit that this, this one is a really good looking cover and yeah, I think there's speculation that they are going to make a Secret Wars movie. I'm, I'm, I've heard inklings about that. Right. So I'd hold on to this for a little while to see where it goes if you're an investor. Uh, you know, like that's another question. Are you an investor or a collector or a little bit of both? And um, I'm a little bit of both. Um, I don't read the books like I used to as a kid. I... Um, I like a small, uh, I'm not even to say small segment, I'm just like, like a segment of the community that are comic book lovers. Um, we sometimes don't have time to read them, but we collect them because we love the character, the artwork, and the covers and the scarcity of the items. So, you know, back in the day in the 90s, I was reading the books. I was reading, you know, 
reading it like flipping it, you know, taking care of the comic book. But at the same time, I was opening them up, reading them, cracking them open. But nowadays, I won't do that. I go online, I try to find the story if I can. And if I have enough time, I'll read it. If I don't, oh, well, There's, it's, it's just a matter of time. Um, it's a, it's a, you know what it is? It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a different way of, of uh, you're, 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 not that you don't like comic books or, you know, reading them. It's just the way you take care of the book is a little bit different. Anytime you, you put your hands on the book, <clears throat> I mean, in the past, <clears throat> you can have like very, very well-read books. But in the uh, in a in a in the world of flipping books or you know uh, collecting you know books as a commodity and stuff like that, you end up you know uh, uh, you know you don't want to get your too many ink ink print. I remember that one. That's the one you said your your dad gave you that one. Well, or, yes, no. I mean, it was my dad in my dad's bag of comic books, and. Um, this is the one that I kept. I mean, mm -hmm. I had, there was a ghostwriter in there and I can't remember what issue it was, but I read that one uh, and this one, but I held on, believe it or not, this comic book was in the drawer for the longest time. It stayed in the drawer of the bathroom and it was a bathroom read. That's <laughs> funny, right? No, I mean, you know, that's, it, that's cool. There's a story to it, but I'm pretty yeah. sure. I've tried to get you to part with that book for a while. You don't want to part uh, with that one. No, I can't because it has some. Uh, it's, it's, the, it's my dad's book. You know, it's yeah, like, no. could you get rid of your dad's like 57 Chevy or something? I mean, that, that, you know, that'd be something yeah. to do. Uh, no, you know, I remember uh, uh, we were going to a barbecue and we stopped off at a convenience store, like a Maverick Market or whatever it was at the time. And when we stopped there, you know what? It might've been even a Circle K. Uh, we, we stopped and they were buying some supplies that we needed for the barbecue. We were going to go off to like Lake Mathis or something like that. Yeah. Um, everything was good. You know, we had a lot of family and stuff like that. And I remember looking at a, a, the, the rack, just like what you have back there. And there was a Spider-Man issue. And to this day, I've, I don't know if it was spectacular Spider-Man, uh, uh, an amazing Spider-Man. I do not, I cannot figure out what book it was. The only thing I do know now, if anybody ever listens to this podcast, maybe you can help me find this book, but it did have the green goblin. It wasn't the hobgoblin. It was the green goblin. And what ends up happening, they are the, the panels that I remember very specifically was Spider-Man versus the green goblin and they're fighting, but the green goblin is flying slowly over the aisles so you get that look, that aerial, aerial view, and he's kind of flying over. And I'm like, man, that is so creepy because he's got that, you know, that hover flying thing. And that panel just stuck in my head. And I just kept looking at this comic book over and over. The barbecue was going on and then it started to rain. So it basically started to rain on our barbecue. What I do remember is that we all piled into the various vehicles. The barbecue was still going on. They brought the whole... You know, it was one of those uh, barbecue grills that are like that with the top dome thing. And you kind of, okay, they put that whole thing in the car too. And everybody's in the car with this barbecue still going. Oh my God. So we're all probably killing ourselves while we're finding, you know, shelter and all that. We ended up, I think we ended up going to somebody's house or whatever. But the point of the, being, the matter is that I just remember that comic book. And I just, right. for the life of me, I've been chasing down, trying to figure out where this book is. Um I don't know. You're going to have to just go through like a <laughs> library of all the issues and just scour Any, like anything digitally with Green find Goblin. it. Anything. Yeah. And you know what? It could have even been a reprint because you know what I mean? At that time. But was it an Amazing Spider-Man? See, that's what I don't, I, I, I mean, 
I'm wondering if it was like a, you know what? I, it, it had that, it had a 70s vibe to it. So it couldn't have been a 60s book. It, you know, if you look at 70s Spider-Man, it has a very particular vibe to it. Green mm-hmm. Goblin. And then shortly after that, they killed him off. You know, his son took over a little bit and then eventually we got Hobgoblin. So there's only, you know, you know, there's some very iconic issues of Green Goblin and, and, and Norman and, and Harry, you know what I'm saying? And uh, eventually, you know, we end up, he's had resurrections, but I know, you know, I can narrow it down somewhere in the mid, mid to late seventies that this book came out. That was a new, a new issue. It had, it, well, that's for me. I thought it was, it was on the newsstand. It was on the newsstand. And I remember grabbing it. If you told, if you asked me, well, what was on the cover? You don't remember what year it was? No, it had to be, like I said, mid to late seventies. That's what it was. But I was, I was young. So I'm assuming it was maybe more in the mid Mm seventies. I kind of narrowed it down a little bit, but without actually seeing, uh, you know, uh, what it was, you know, I, I'm, I'm not exactly sure what it was, but you know what I mean? That's the, the, the beauty of comic books and the impact of a comic book. Um, well, it, it makes an imprint, so yeah. to speak on your brain. Like I remember reading the, the first several, like when dark Hawk came out, I remember reading, uh, I was, I, I went home, I had just bought comics. I was probably in the ninth or 10th grade and my parents were leaving in their white Oldsmobile, um, how, what, what, what was it? But it was a four-door family sedan. And I sat in the back seat with them uh, reading Dark Hawk. And I remember that day vividly, you know, reading it. Isn't it weird sure. how you connect the book with, just like myself, like, you know, with your Dark Hawk. So you're in the back seat mm-hmm. of this car. And, and, reading and, and, it, and I'm finding out about Danny Ketch and how his amulet Danny, Danny Ketch, or am I getting confused with someone else? How, how, um, old were you? how old were you? I probably, I was ninth grade, 10th grade. Okay. So, I mean, I was a teen. But still, uh, it, it was. It didn't have were... to be ni- 1990 or 1989, somewhere in, not 1990, somewhere in there. And I was in the back seat of this, uh, of my family sedan, my parents' car, and reading uh, about the amulet and how it worked. And I, I remember thinking to myself that, wow, this is, this is one of the most awesome books I've ever read. And I really enjoyed the story of that, of this kid who was the son of a policeman who had been killed and had discovered this amulet in an amusement park. I want to say, if I remember correctly, and was starting to learn the powers of the amulet while, while being this superhero and uh, me, me thinking about the greatest American hero I grew up watching and it was similar. It made a parallel because the greatest American hero, he got this suit, he was able to fly, and then he'll learn like he had special abilities. And it kind of paralleled the Dark Hawk character with him learning his special abilities. And I've read Dark Hawk later on, um, and it is light years from where it first started, um, which was really interesting. But those those I, those those things do make an impression on you and. Um, my, my experience with comics growing up, I don't know when the first time we had a comic book or I had a comic book, I can kind of, I've always had a love for, uh, Marvel, DC, mainly Batman, Superman, uh, and and stuff like that. But I, you know, I remember always going to the rack and just seeing these amazing comic books and I guarantee you. All these very expensive books, I had seen these on the rack. It's just, you know, I don't know. My dad, you know, wouldn't buy them. Now, when I, I do remember 
if we were at the doctor or for some reason in the hospital, you got that Superman comic book or they, you know, that we're going to cheer you up kind of thing. And for some reason it was Superman. I didn't get no Batman or Spider-Man, but I remember it being a Superman book. Um, the other thing that the, the one way that I knew I could uh, hook my, my dad into getting us uh, uh, books or, or, you know, you're a kid. We go to the toy section or the magazines or the comic books or whatever, and you want to buy that book, but you can't convince your dad to buy that one book for what, 35 cents or 75 cents. But if you bought the three pack, you got three books in a, in a bag, you get a better deal. And you're like, Hey dad, look, you get a better deal. If you buy the three comic books, I remember buying the three pack of the star Wars movies. Wow. The, those first three books, lo and behold, I wish I had it because that one, there's one of those books I mean, it's worth a lot of money because I think something about the the price tag or the the way it was printed on that label. If you look into it, that first Star Wars book, I believe there was something about it. And uh, I don't know. I, I can't even say if I did or didn't have it, but I just remember reading those books and and then seeing there's scenes in there. There's scenes in, in the actual book that are not part of the movie. So that was another cool thing about seeing uh, adaptations, comic book adaptations. They usually include, because they got early scripts. So the, the complete book wasn't even, you know, the movie wasn't even complete, but the book had all these extra scenes sometimes that uh, you, you, you're like, wait a minute, this didn't even happen in the movie. And then you find out later they were scrapped or cut or, you know, for time they were, they were taken out. Um, so you have the director's cut, essentially. Pretty much. Comic book, because you you're making these books way in advance. And then, you know, you want them to coincide with the release of you know of the projects and stuff like that um the other place that i was exposed to these type of uh comic books was the follow along records you play the record or the tape and bling and you turn the page and then you know it was almost like reprints of werewolf by uh the werewolf and uh spider-man or uh, uh batman and scarecrow or i don't know See, i used to have those i used like to have uh it was Batman and have, a, the Gorilla or something. I remember that one, Batman and a, and a Gorilla one. See, I'd go to Kroger's and pick those up, and I would get, uh, like, Empire Strikes Back. I had that. I had Star Wars, and it was the actual pictures from the movie mm -hmm. with the small 45 that put on the record player. I was a 45, if I remember correctly. Um, and we also pick up some Walt Disney stuff. I mean, I, I was young. I probably was probably about 10, 11 years old when I was picking those up. My, my, my goal, just to let you know, before this, this we, we, the episodes as we're going along, the quest for that Green Goblin will take place. And I, I, I'm determined that this is going to be a reason to go searching for that Green Goblin uh, Spider-Man. It'd be and nice when, if you could have it. I mean, and if, if I could find, find that frame, I will show, I will have that frame from that uh, caption of that book. And I'm going to, I'm going to show it to everybody. Uh I mean, because it, 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 it would be exhausting if I if we started going through the list and all that. Maybe we'll have a special Green Goblin uh, episode or something like that. You know, this, just to remind everybody, this is the first uh, episode of Rip Comics, and it's uh, basically a, a passion. Um, everybody, you know, at at some time or another, has ran across a, a comic book or was given a comic book or or have seen a comic book uh, in school or whatever, and they have them probably stashed away in a box or or you know as part of some magazines and you just never thought of it but you know um, some of us went a little bit farther you know we, we we've some of us have managed to keep some of our older books like like will has and then you know some of us you know 
because really my my major collecting started in like in 1989 uh when batman the batman movie came out that we were so into batman that we started going into the death in the family and then you know you know all the books and then we then i started getting into speed racer I found out there was a Speed Racer comic book. Next thing I know, I'm on the quest to get all these Speed Racer comic books, which I, I finally have them. But it, it took me several years to track down. We didn't have the internet. We didn't have, um, we didn't have the internet and, and all that kind of stuff. So it made it a little bit tougher. You used uh, Toy Shop Magazine back in the day. You know, that's where everybody would list all kinds of material and and stuff like that so it was uh it was a little bit challenging you waited for comic book conventions in your in your uh, in your local area or you ended up finding uh, what was it uh, uh comic book dealers uh comic book dealers have uh, the, the the in our area has changed quite a bit I don't want to get too much into that because we could do a whole episode on that by itself but um before we get actually into uh uh what we have planned for the episode. Is there something that you want to add in, in regards to uh, quest for long time uh, comics? And is there, is there an issue that you have? Cause I remember Darkhawk has a, has a soft spot for you. You know, you like to, you know, collect that, but is there something that you've still wish that you could get a, get a, your hands on that you might've had when you were younger or remember seeing or hearing about? I think um, I'd like to get, uh, I'd like to get a new, uh, I'd like to get a pristine copy of uh, G.I. Joe number one. I think that would be something I'd like to have. I have one, but it's tattered and ripped, and it's not its not the one. It's not the not – the, I've never had a number one from my youth. I've had Tales, the Tales of G.I. Joe, right. which are the, repro, the, the reproduction ones, but I'd like to have a nice copy of that. Also a 300 – believe it or not, I do not have a 300 Amazing Spider-Man. Uh, and a 252 Amazing Spider-Man. I had it in my hands. I gave I, you and I traded, and then I got another one in my hands, and I sold it. And I just want to be able to have a 252. I'd like to have a 252. Um, uh, graded, ungraded, doesn't matter. But, uh, well, but, but to me, the, the fact that you still have—I guess you could call it a placeholder with you, with your GI Joe—but you want a cleaner version, just to say, hey. I've got a cleaner version of GI Joe number yeah, one. Yeah, because I was uh, while you like you, you were you, you say you were collecting comics. Um, I was more collecting at, before I started collecting comics. I, I was really collecting GI Joe. GI Joes were something that like if I went to the store, I wasn't going to the to the racks. I was going to the toy aisle and picking up the latest vehicle, I would, that was my thing. Me and my brother, we, he was Cobra and I was G.I. Joe. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I would get the Moray Eel for Christmas and he would get the Hovercraft, you know? And our our living room became a battlefield. We'd sit up on one side, he'd sit up on, I'd sit up on the other and uh, we would spend hours playing. So we were, we were big G.I. Joe freaks. And I, I actually sold recently, um, the GI Joes that my parents kept when I moved out, they were all, they, they were beat up, they were broken. And I just, I let them go. I just kept a couple of figures that were in good shape. Um, but I had a lot of first generation stuff. So GI Joe number one issue, um, that'd be really cool. Um, 
I, have. It's not. It's not like a grail. It's not like oh, I gotta have it. Right. It, it just. It just. It becomes your way. You're not. You're yeah. not on the, um, I, I got uh, Chris Ambrees here in the comments. He said Larry Hama's uh, GI Joe Rock. I mean, that's you know, that's yeah. the. I mean, I remember a friend of ours. He was such a GI Joe. Uh, I mean, we all love GI Joe, but my friend uh, Ralph Solis, uh, he's passed away uh, uh, a couple of years ago, but man, we went to his house and he had a stack, like all the GI Joes. I mean, he was like, here's number one, two, three, da, da, da. I was like, wow. I was like freaking out. I mean, he had all of these, these comics of GI Joe. Um, it was amazing to see. Um, uh, Chris Ambrees mentions the, the Sky Striker. Uh, I remember yeah. getting a Sky Striker. Uh, my brother actually got a Sky Striker as well. Uh, the uh, Christmas. Um, sad to say, I was kind of old to be getting that, but I decided I really, really wanted <laughs> that. I didn't care how old I was. I, I wanted I'd still that get it right now. I wouldn't consider my, <laughs> consider myself too old. Well, but but the, the 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 one the that prize. I really liked though was the Rattler with Wild Weasel. Yeah, that was really cool, man. I like that, that one. Really, that was a really cool yeah. The Warthog, um, the USS Flag. Oh, that's yeah. the one I wanted. Never got it. I did get the the Terror Dome and I did get the uh, GI Joe base. I had those, mm -hmm. um, my brother and I. But the USS Flag was something. I it 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 was uh, quite expensive for the eighties. You know, a hundred and something dollars, maybe two hundred dollars. Nowadays, oh, yeah. they're going for over a grand at least in 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 okay condition. But you know. I don't think I'd go out right now uh, out of my way for one of them. <laughs> no, you, you, that yeah. would cut massively into what the name of this show is called, Comic Rip Comics. You'd, you'd rip into your comics for sure. Yeah. Uh, Chris actually mentions uh, something that uh, he collected a lot of image from the 90s, Wildcats, um, you know, and stuff like that. What, what I, what I want to do is I'll, I'll put a pin on that, and maybe we can have Chris come on in a future episode and talk about Image. I know my brother collected Savage Dragon and Wildcats in Gen 13 religiously. And, um, uh, I mean, before that, I mean, we were all into X-Men and stuff like that. But I would really like to maybe maybe we can get a panel and we can talk about Image Comics a little bit later. I, you on. know, when you talk about X-Men, the, the series the series that sticks out of my brain as being my childhood or teenage find was the Weapon X, the original Weapon X series mm -hmm. for, uh, with, for Wolverine back in the 90s. Um, that whole, what, 10, 11 issue? I think it was 10 issue. I still have every single one of them. From from that time, that to me was like, that was the apex right there. That was it. Like to me, that was like, that was I was in love with comics uh, at that point. I read every one of those Weapon X uh, issues, and I, I was just blown away by the story and the origin and Wolverine. And that which that would that is what really uh, latched me on. To, to comics, you know, and then later on, I want to say, I could be wrong in the chronology, but the image came out with Spawn, and uh, it was this new thing, you know, I knew who Todd McFarlane was, because he had already done Spider-Man, and I loved the webs he would draw, so I followed him into image, and I'm glad I did, because I picked up, you know, his first stuff when he came out, not that it's extravagantly expensive, but it's nice to know that I have stuff from when it, when it was on the, the newsstand, 
Oh yeah, uh, no, bar, I, you know. No, I, I, to me that's the that's the thing. Something hooks you in first, and then the next thing, you know, that's that's what it was for. Like for me, uh, before I got into like the '80s, you know, late '80s. What what we would do is we would walk to Wins. Remember Wins? The, yeah. Uh, okay. It was like a five and five and dime. You used to be able to find everything there. They had the the triple bag, uh, triple comic in the bag, and I actually still have those. I, you remember we're, we were talking about what do you have? Well, I still have some of those issues. I have some Spider Man, Amazing Spider Man that, that came out. I have some Batman issues and. Um, I would actually go every couple of weeks and sure enough, I was actually able to get a couple of the runs of those comics. I, I didn't know that they came out that way. I thought maybe it was just random, you know, Hell, oh, here, I'm just going to throw a couple of issues or whatever. But I think I got like uh, a couple of the Spider-Man and a couple of the, um, uh, that, that's when Hobgoblin came out and I was, I was catching that actually some of those issues that way. And then same thing with uh, Batman. I got, I got a couple of Batman issues that way. Um, when I started like really, you know, one thing I, I enjoyed a lot, you know, talking about comics and, you know, like you said, you were reading certain runs of X-Men. I remember the love of all my brothers, you know, I have two, two other brothers and then, then they would get their own issues and we would all collect certain things, uh, Extinction Agenda. Uh, uh, we would all like follow along the series. And then the part I enjoyed the most was talking and speculating what was going to happen in the next issue. Who do who was this? Who was that? Trying to guess. And then we would go to our local comic shop and then we would talk comics. And then we were, we're all waiting for the next issues. You know, we're all reading various, you know, comic book runs and we're all getting into the, into the, uh, you know, the, the series. And I, I, I really enjoyed doing all that kind of stuff to some extent, you know, the internet, you know, does that, um, it's out there. I mean, you see these groups and stuff like that and talk about that, but, uh, you know, it, you know, a lot of people do more, uh, the, the flipping of comics and selling. I mean, there's tons of variant covers. We can actually do a whole episode later about variant covers and, you know, how to, how does that work for everybody? But, um, I, I think that's a good introduction to a little taste of, I think what we're doing, a little background on myself and, and Will and, and just a little tidbit of some of the, comics that interest us a little bit um in our journey to where we are now uh uh will on uh, will on one hand he runs uh the uh, toy and comic junkie uh, uh sites on facebook and on instagram and uh, uh a future website will be coming soon and where he's going to go ahead and and uh he'll be able to showcase uh, you know different comic books he does a lot of uh, comic book hunting uh, uh, bin diving uh, I, I haven't because of the pandemic I haven't been able to do a, a lot of that but you know that's another uh, joy that I actually in recent have it's the thrill of possibly finding a gem in the raw out there and you know occasionally sometimes you'll run across you know a couple of uh, tick ticks in the spine or whatever but it, it, it's really cool when you end up finding that one book in there like wow how did this end up in here and it ends up being a variant that not that that's the most important thing but you end up finding a variant that's like 20 50 bucks or even i think in some cases i i remember seeing somebody getting avenging spider-man for a dollar and it was like worth like 200 bucks or something like that so um you know comic book uh, hunters you know they're always out there they're always looking for a uh, 
a, a raw uh, kind of a comic book out in the, out there in the rough somewhere. And uh, right, the biggest know. thing is this, man. It's um, okay. Like I buy comics and I sell comics. Um, it's hard because you you come across something that is a little bit rare, not totally rare, but it has some rarity to it or it's special and either it, it has a first appearance or there's a, there's a, uh, uh, just something different about it that makes it unusual or scarce. And you're like, okay, do I sell it or do I keep it? And you know, and that's where you got to decide, okay, what am I going to be? Do, am I, am I going to be a collector today or am I going to be a seller today? Um, um, what is my role and i think a lot of times when when i go looking for stuff to buy i have to be in that mindset because if not then i'm going to end up spending money that i that i'm plan on making i'm planning to make more money with the money i have right. and if i end up keeping everything i buy i'm going to be broke with a bunch of paper essentially that has no right. no even though I consider it a commodity, if this world that we live in would turn to crap all of a sudden, I couldn't walk over to the trading post and be able to trade this for some <laughs> steak, yeah, a food or a horse or something. Well, well then you know that's what when, yeah. Well, then that's when it comes to you got to know what you want to put into this because you know just to let our 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 you know in case you're not uh, you know into comic books to this extent. Some of these comic books can be worth several hundreds of dollars. I mean, I got this one, it, this one in the back right here. Yep. Uh, I picked this one up and I didn't spend $200. I mean, I've seen it. I see it right now selling, not, not being, not an asking price, but a sold price of about 250 for this issue right here from John Tyler Christopher. Hmm. Uh, I picked it up uh, from one of our members on uh, Toy and Comic Junkie or, or one of the fellow sites. And they said, Hey, Emerald City Comic Con is selling these right now. Pandemic, da da da. Get it now. I went there and I had X amount on my card. I bought it. A month later, it shows up. So now I have, so to speak, some sort of equity in it. So I could sell it now for. I could sell it for below what they're selling it on eBay of two hundred fifty. I could sell it for a hundred hundred bucks and still make a profit. Um, or I could keep it to see what it what's its long term value. So yes, there are a lot of books out there that are worth quite a bit of money. Uh, start the this book this book is catching a it start is trending a little bit. Um, of course, the Netflix movie. Um, what was it called? Uh, the the Warrior Nun. Nun. Warrior, Warrior Nuns. Nun. Now we ha yeah, this is the first issue. Um, you know about 50, yeah ben, ben dunn i remember when ben dunn came out with those and at first you know it was you know you, you everybody was doing you know uh we've always had these independent comics and i think once uh, uh image started making their imprint you started to see even more of those independent comics finding space on the shelves of comic book shops and 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 whatnot uh chris and uh makes a mention do you guys remember a newsstand in the six point area in the 80s he goes i used to pick up a bunch of gi joes and robo robotech comics there this I, was I, this is in corpus christi yeah he says in six Texas. points i'm trying to remember which one that was i do remember global newsstand that was over there kind of where like where you live yeah, Remember that? One? that yeah, area. right there near Elva's. It was in that little shopping center. Unless that was it, I'm not sure. But I remember Global Newsstand. Global Newsstand yeah. had all kinds of newspapers, magazines, and stuff. But 
you always found that rack. You can't find those racks anymore like that. I no, I'm lucky I got I this one. I this is that. not a vintage rack, and, and right. I, I do miss that. Going to, going to the Circle K, going to the Maverick Markets, going to those old convenience do, stores. Do you miss that? I, I, I do. I, I, I mean, that. it's not like, like, oh, my God, I miss. But, yes, I do miss that, that uh, display of books in a convenience store. Because the last time I saw that probably was in the late 90s, maybe middle 90s. Mm. That's when I last saw the newsstand in, in yeah. the uh, convenience store. I yeah. missed that. When, when, they dis yeah, when they disappeared, you, you had to go to like Barnes & Noble or B. Dalton. Not even Barnes & Noble. It started becoming a comic book thing where you had to go to the comic book shop to pick them up. Well, well I, I guess what I'm trying to say is the last of the newsstand copies. Yeah, I guess you're right. It kind of trickled in the Barnes and Nobles type of uh, thing. And we started losing the B. Daltons and the other bookstores because, you know, uh, uh, like Barnes and Noble, uh, then you end up, you know, it all becomes monopolized. Right. Then, then the end of the newsstand, which I thought was interesting because actually it was in our area that ended newsstand, but if you go into like some uh, comic book databases, they actually said that there were some that were maybe in the 2000s that were still being issued in newsstand form. So, you know, and that's all based on the UPC and all that kind of stuff. So it, it just depends on the distributor. If they're able to sell those comics on the shelf, such as like Chris Ambrice, like an HEB or a bookstore and stuff like that. But if you don't have the clientele that is buying that product there, why are they going to carry that product if it's not you know, not going to be sold. So uh, then comes the comic book shops. And, uh, but, you know, you gotta, you gotta remember, you know, how, they're limited to space size too. They're budgeted on how many comics they want to do. Cause you, if you want, you cannot physically stock every comic book that, that comes out. I mean, it's, if, if anybody is ever interested in finding out this coming up week, the preview magazine comes out and that is basically what a comic book distributor, retailer, that's how they, they talk to each other. But uh, comic book buyers can actually get that book, make their selections of what they want. That's going to come out in two months. And then you can also be on top of your books and it's almost like uh, setting up your subscription in the future and and getting all you know getting right. you can do that yourself or you can call your comic your local comic book store and tell them hey can you pre-order this can you pre-order this pre-order this pay for it in advance if you want if they'll accept it and you know you're going to get your book you want probably 99.9 percent sure confident that your book will arrive and there'll be no problem and you will have it and you don't have to worry about getting there early earlier opening time to pick up that that issue and that's what i do i i have a good rapport and um i have i have someone i have a comic book store who's diligent enough to to make those pre-orders and make sure that they're done that's uh, pretty cool that 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 is a uh yeah we're getting into a uh we're extending this, but you know what? Getting a good uh, uh, relationship with your local comic book shop, uh, because if you can have a good relationship with them, they are going the extra distance for you in terms of putting their money and securing those issues for you and, and getting that for you. So you don't have to go rummaging around because I'm going to tell you this right now. In these past couple of weeks during the pandemic, it has been a little bit scary for some collectors because right. their local comic shops weren't getting books and they missed on some some stuff. And now they're having to go to eBay and Macari and 
you know, uh, not not that there's anything wrong with these sites, but not at all. You're at the mercy of what these guys want to put these books at, and sometimes these books, even though they're brand new, they come with a price. So uh, shipping. Yeah, you want to always want to have your ear to the ground, and if you don't want to miss the latest issues of of your favorite. Comic let, let me just say this: that, that uh, creating a rapport with your with anyone is essential to good business and to getting getting what you want or need uh, when you ask for it. Like uh, like the business I do with my local comic shop, I've been doing business with them um, every month, been doing pre-orders with them. I pay on time. I pick up the books when they're there. I, I do everything that they need to process the business, okay? And this is what it allows me to do. The I needed bags and boards. I needed them badly because I had a, I had a lot, a lot, a lot of comics, and I called them at pretty much right after closing time, and they opened the store for me, and they had the comics bagged in a bag, the boards and the bag and boards in a bag. As soon as I arrived, opened the door for me, went in, put my card out, boom, I was out. You're not going to get that if you don't have a rapport right. because they know that I'm going to go over there and I'm not going to, I mean, I'm not dropping hundreds of hundreds of dollars, but I'm a, I'm a consistent customer and they will do that for their good customers. The ones that show up and pay because they want good, they want their business. Yeah. So it's, so yes, get to know the manager and the people on the floor and make a, have a good rapport with them because you never know. They may, they may keep a comic for you. You forget to make a pre-order and they're like, you know what, we'll take care of you because we know you're going to come back. I think one real quick, Rob. Todd McFarlane, pencils. Is this the one, Rob? Is this the one I was telling you about? Well, you had mentioned number, something about that. Is it, is it, is it number 63? Yeah, it is 63. And, and, you said, and you said, what about that one? Todd McFarlane credited for pencils on this one. And it's I did not the, know... And you, you did a G.I. Joe, Todd, Far Todd well, McFarlane. Well, I do know he did a G.I. Joe, and they eventually re-released -re it at the end. But there was another one with an orange cover that he actually did the pencils. I don't know if it's that one. I thought it was this one. I could be – oh, wait a minute. They, they, is, it, is it this one? It's the one with the orange cover. Yeah, is there's an orange right? cover. Wait, let me see. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one with this This is the one with his pencils. Now, okay. he was scheduled to do one right after that. But what ended up happening, they scraped it all and they were scrapped, scrapped it. And he was like, they didn't want to work with me on G.I. Joe anymore. Funny thing is that when G.I. Joe finished its run, its initial run, guess who got his final issue reprinted, uh, you know, and that was the, um, the last issue. It's the one he did the cover. Uh, it, the cover looks like um, – like Spider-Man number one, and it's uh, Snake Eyes done in that position and everything like that. Really? And, and all they did was reprint the same story that got rejected, but with his artwork. Now we're going to post my stuff. It kind of goes uh, – uh, what, 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 what showed last night was the sci-fi Todd McFarlane documentary. Is that how you figured this out? That's no, where you no. found this nugget of information? No, 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 no. I've, I've had that. I've had that. Oh, okay, okay. Because I, I didn't watch it. No, I haven't watched it either. Remember, I didn't have oh, any power. But the the thing is, though, uh, one of the taglines in there was that he was rejected, like two hundred to three hundred uh, rejection letters. And you know, he you know, even even when he was working in these companies, his 
artwork was too ahead of its time. He was like, the hands would go out of the, out of the boxes and, you know, he was breaking the, 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 the form. Yeah. The wall, he was doing all his own thing. And it just wasn't a traditional, you know, uh, way of doing things. And I, you know, you got purists, you got guys that are like, Hey, you know what? Kirby and, and Stan Lee and everybody says, you know, we're going to put them in boxes and this, that, and the other, well, he wanted to break out of those and, you know, we can't contain all these characters. And I mean, he's known for some very crazy covers and uh, uh, it's just, you know, a lot of, a lot of cool stuff that, that he's been able to bring us. Uh, Do you think he still has retained that, that edginess or he's, he's passed on that mantle, you know? Well, there's a lot of dynamic uh, uh, artists and, and comic book cover artists that I think they pay, they, they owe a lot of tribute to what he's been able to lay the groundwork I think, um, you know, uh, some of some of the most sought after covers are usually his black and white covers. And I think that in his own book, you know, Spawn, that he's been able to give us these fresh new uh, styles that eventually go off and they end up making their own books and uh, or, or, or welcome us uh, to their art forms like um, Matina. We've been able to see some very you know, dark and, you know, sinister uh, covers that go perfect uh, with the, the Spawn character. Um, what's around the corner is going to be the guns, the gunslinger Spawn. And, you know, if anybody's collecting Spawn or, or, or wants to, you know, catch a, a couple of really cool issues, I would say that's, that would be the time to, you know, uh, check out your local comic book store and, and, and see what you can get into. Cause I think, uh, those are going to go for, they're going to fly off the shelves really quick and you're going to see second third printings uh, pop out really quick that character uh spawns cool but that particular character is, is really hot in the spawn world right now right and you introduced me to that character a while back and i still haven't picked up any of the gunslinger ones yet it, yeah they're they're actually a little bit um uh, well, see, the thing is, uh, when you look at the whole uh, scope of all the different things that you can collect, you know, some people are like, well, I like that, but I'm going to stick with true, you know, tested titles and stuff. Not that Spawn's not true and tested. It's it's very much a niche market. You're not just going to run across somebody that collects Batman and say, hey, you want to get a Spawn issue. You, you have to find the McFarlane or Spawn, you know, Spawn collector, you know, and that's who you're going to get. Uh, unfortunately, I think even, even though he's like maybe one of like the number one guy when it comes to like how many comics he created and all this kind of stuff, I still think there's a niche about him that, you know, there are people that will say, well, I'm going to get whatever X-Men comic book that comes out before they get a spawn book. I, I think people are buying when they buy, buy a spawn book, they're buying Todd McFarlane. I think they're buying part of his personality in that book. No, 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 most, most, most so. I mean, uh, I think when you see a documentary a like this, oh no, yeah, he's very much a character. That's what I think people are buying, really. And, and I think sometimes when, when they, that, if you're not used to that, I think it rubs people like, like, is there arrogance to this guy? But no, you know I what I mean? So. I mean, uh, though, all those, all those early image guys, I, I think, you know, uh, Liefeld has got new life again. Uh, a lot of his stuff, he seems to be, you know, making a mark, you know, he's still, yeah, but I think he part. plays the part, you know, he, I, I, I was talking <laughs> to Vel about it and she was like, oh, so he's like a cult comic artist. 
he has like a unique following because of the way he's drawn and gets criticized for it for drawing you know oversized figures with a bunch of pockets and fanny packs and all this stuff and you know so he's been criticized and plus he has an obnoxious attitude and, and when he responds to people and uh i think it's more he's playing the part now and that is keeping him uh relevant in the world and i kind of like that because you're you know you have to find something that you're good at and if that's what he's good at i mean more power to him oh yeah but, most definitely so like he's he's a character so is todd and i don't think todd is a a um a person who's boastful or arrogant i think i think he i think he truly loves what he does and he loves his people that the fans uh i've i've seen those videos out there where he's showing kids how to draw and he you know he puts out these giveaways and i i just think um i i think for a collector um, he's done a great thing for for us, you know, giving us another outlet to go and find a new character and buy. I mean, oh, you think sorry. about Image. Image has put out so many different titles, dude. And sometimes I'm scared to, to venture out into those other other books. You know, that's that's been one of the um, I've I've bought all kind of Image comic books through through the years. There are some that I'll take a gamble on. There's some that you know I'm like what is this? And then sometimes I've missed something and I tried to find a way back into it. And the next thing you know, it's like, wow, this is, you know, all, you know, going through the roof and the, the, the print numbers are, are low and stuff like that. Um, it is, I'm, I'm going to say this right now. I mean, image comics is very different than what it used to be when we first started it, it, you know, when image, see, this is what we need to say for the image edition of the show but i'm going to just i'll make a brief statement about image comics when it first started it had that imprint of we're going to be superheroes just as much as dc and marvel and we're going to be you know we're our characters are better than theirs i you know look at what image comics is now how many are actual like superheroes do you know what i mean what we got spawn who else is and and, there, uh, there and, and and Ligazamo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but 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 there you go. I mean, it's like it's it's become this uh, imprint where artists and writers can get as creative as they want to be. You can tell somewhat of a supernatural, a mystical story, uh, an adventure story. Uh, you know, something. You know, whatever they want to do. I mean, you can really find whatever you want. Sometimes it could be very risque. You know, in, in like some of the comics that, you know, we, we, that we've seen run across through through image and but at the same time, I think that they're pushing the envelope as far as uh, literary works, along with beautiful artwork that goes inside uh, the Eisner Awards, you know, we can actually focus on that a little bit later because we don't have anything prepped for that. But the Eisner Awards, I want to say at least three of the top awards were actually given to image books. And, well, Skybound uh, has like so many Eisner awards on it. Uh, oh yeah, for their writers and artists as yeah. well. Uh, on on that note, I want to thank you for for showing that. We'll you know uh, get some comics uh, prepared next time and again and see what see what other stuff. But uh, as the way comic books go, every week there's something new that ends up coming out. What I'm going to do is I'm going to share my screen. And I don't know if you want to you look at it on my screen or you want to uh, share it. Go ahead and share it. I'll watch it. Okay, and then uh, hopefully you can uh, you'll be able to see it. But uh, where is it? Here it is. 
uh, there we go. Uh, I want to show uh, a little bit, um, a little bit of rundown. This is the comics that are coming out for uh, August 29th. Uh, they're coming out this this Wednesday, and uh, I don't know if there's anything. Let's uh, let's take a quick look. Let's see what what could be there. See, the thing is, the beauty of these websites is they basically will show you all the different uh, comic book companies and all the stuff that they have coming out. Um, I'm going to kind of skip through some of these. Not that there's anything wrong with these other comic books. It's just that we're going to kind of focus on maybe some of the books that we know are all kind of in our radars and stuff like that. Um, is there anything on Avatar Press? I mean, I don't, I don't really see. I mean, Archie books are always, you know, they have their own crowd. Uh, Boom Studios, is that one? Let's see. Bill and, Ted, Bill and Ted, but I'm not an omnibus collector. Yeah. So I wouldn't do that. They got and, Firefly. Uh, my, and then they I got, love Firefly, the movie. Um, right. So we got, the, I, we got these Mighty Morphin Power Ranger um, uh, foil wraparounds and, you, you know, all these A, B, C. They got, they're going to have four covers come out. Two, I guess, are, uh, you know, the comic book company or, or, or the distributor. They're going to make some kind of deal with the comic book company so that, uh, or the store. And that maybe that's how you can acquire these two. So those might be a little bit more expensive, but let's see if they have a picture. I don't know if they have the, the picture of what the foil cover. Okay, that's what the foil cover is gonna be. So foil Montez variant. It's quite, this is something I've, I've seen this foil um, cover, this style uh, layout before. And it's quite popular. Um, I, I probably personally am not going to go into that because I'm going to put my money in somewhere else. But I mean, I'm sure for those that collect uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, yeah, I it's, wouldn't miss it. <laughs> oh, no, no. It's, 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 it's always seems to be a, a really good seller. Uh, a lot of the, the collectors end, end up tracking down those books. I want to say what a couple of weeks ago, they had a lot of amazing covers. Uh, I, I was so tempted to, to maybe pick pick something up here uh here is dc dc has all kinds of stuff coming out their actual uh, uh free comic book day book will be coming out batman overdrive batman tales once upon a crime that's going to be available at your uh, comic book retailer as part of uh free comic book day uh you want to explain how free comic book day is working actually this uh this time compared to usually it's like one day or yeah it's one day but it now happening for us it's happening every wednesday we're picking up books uh from our local comic shop and um it's interesting uh, how it's done well i mean it's done the same way you go to the counter and you get your selection they have four or five books available and you pick for us they're letting us pick three or five for, for where i'm going but right. i've heard stories from other comic stores where they're giving you every single one of them um but i'll just send velma back in and get the other <laughs> <laughs> is, is there is there anything in the dc lineup that you see coming out this no, week i'm not a real dc collector i'll be honest with you uh, but if it has like a, a frizon cover jenny what's her name jenny frizon mm -hmm. i really like her style i'll collect it uh, but i'm not a big i'm not a big um if it has a harley quinn cover i might pick it up you know again um I, I I probably represent a, a, a segment of the, the comic book community who buys comic based on the cover art, and yeah, um, yeah that is nice. That's a Jim Plus, Lee variant, Wonder Woman seven fifty nine. I don't know what the price is going to be of that one, but that one looks like a really cool comic. You know, if you're a Jim Lee fan, you're a Wonder Woman. Anything in black and white that almost like sketch type or whatever you want to call it, that to me seems. 
I, I just don't know what that that's going to be priced at. That's the variant. That's the B, cover B available of the of the Spider. Uh, I mean, the Wonder Woman comic that's coming out this week for DC. Um, other you know than what, that, the that Constantine. Um, you've been hearing stuff about like, that one. They got to. Go, for some reason, people yeah, picking up that. Some, yeah, for some reason, I, I I I put my chips over there. Uh, for Constantine. Well, still available for pre pre-order, pre-order on um, you know this particular website. I'm not right. trying to. I'm not trying to promote any particular website or anything. But I, I mean, it just ends up clicking over every time that we end up going into that. Um, Diamond. See, we got the previews magazine that is coming out this week. So that means on our apps, if you got the previews app, you're going to be able to see what's new coming out in two months, and that's going to be the October Halloween issues. Uh, for Marvel, DC, and Image, you'll be able to see those. And if you get the whole previous magazine, you'll be able to see all the companies and, and all that that's that's going to be coming out. Uh, what I'm noticing here, boys number one, oops, it went a little bit too far. Uh, the free comic book day edition of the 2020 edition of boys number one, that's a hot show right there on, on Prime. Uh, that one should be coming out. Yeah, someone needs to sit down. Right? No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> and of course, uh, of course, of course. So we got free comic book day, another book that's uh, coming out. Uh, I'm looking down here. Uh, tons of Red Sonia, <laughs> Vampirella meetups. Dude, those uh, are really cool looking covers. Uh, yeah, we got tons and tons and tons of covers. It says 12 of 12. Uh, so I guess this is actual number 12 of 12. So that run is coming down. But it's 12 of 12, but then there's like what? 12, I don't know. Number 12 has 12 covers. So there you go. All different kind of artists involved in all that. I don't want to click on any of them because some of them are kind of crazy. And uh, just like the Vampirella Red Sonia series, you know, Jay Lee, Jay Lee's an, an incredible artist. And, you know, I think he's been the lead on that uh, project and a lot of, a lot of cool stuff. So your comic book stores usually carry those. Uh, if they don't ask for them and they'll, they'll put them aside for a comic book box for you. Um, uh, Fantagraphics always has some cool books. Uh, usually, you probably want a special order of those. Most comic book stores, I mean, those are those are kind of expensive to carry unless you are picking those up, uh, you know, pre-order or something like that. Uh, I, you know, it's kind of hard for a, a comic book store to carry those. Um, uh, I guess they got the little golden books there listed. Let's go down a little bit more. IDW. Yeah, IDW. That's turtles. Yep, that's that's turtles. been the, the hot one right there. It's uh, issue one oh seven. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, let's let's take a look at at cover A, and we're gonna go through. The, there's three covers that are coming out. Um, this would be cover A. Got the turtles all getting tangled up in some kind of uh, some some goo. Something something's all uh, classic classic turtles doing their thing. That's cover A. Are, are you picking up turtles or are you picking up selected books or this is the Kevin Eastman. This is actually one of the creators, the original creators of turtles and his cover is not available yet. I'm pretty oh, sure. We, man. I'm pretty Come sure on. We, we could probably find his cover online somewhere. Eastman. No, it's not his <laughs> And then there's also uh, cover C, which uh, it's a more of an incentive book. Usually they kind of save these a little bit. There it is. It's way at the top. Let's see if we can see what. Oh, look at that one, dude. Yeah, that's a cool looking cover. That's gonna be I the, like it. That's the incentive book. You know what? Maybe that other book. Well, 
I was going to say maybe it was on that too. Let me see real quick. <laughs> what Deja Thor song? Let's see. Maybe it's down here. Oh, that's it. This is, is this the Eastman book? This one? That's on eBay. Right. But I'm just saying, I mean, see how that, that's the cover of the other one. I guess that's the Eastman book. There it is. Eastman cover. Cover B. There it is. What is it, baby, baby uh, Yoda? <laughs> well, maybe that's it. There you go. We're showing it he's here. A, is that a laser tag helmet he's wearing? Yeah, there you go. I had that helmet. There you oh, go. Man, we were geeks when we were kids, running around the neighborhood with laser tag helmets. Jeez, but that that is that's a that that's, that's a hot that's a hot book that's that's uh, going around right now. A lot of like Yosagi Yojimbo. Yep. Classics. They're re, they're reprinting his uh, stuff. There you go. And this is, we got image right here. There's your spawn. There's your die. Yep. These are the ones that are, uh, Mercy. I, don't know, I don't know if they have the cover for this one yet. Texas blood. Let's see that Texas blood number two. That's been another. Oh yeah. This is the one they've been advertising for a while. <laughs> this, uh, tan cover, I believe, or I don't know which one it was. Who did this cover? Who did that? The Texas blood number two by, uh, any one of them. Let's see what. Let's see what they. I'm gonna like. go to the cover. This is cover B. This has actually been a, a pretty, uh, pretty hot comic. Uh, I, I, uh, a, a brother's conscience, part one. The first five-part story arc begins here. Los Angeles-based writer Randy, da 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 da, Ambrose, Texas, uh, Ambrose County, Texas. So, oh, so that's the plot. That, that's a plot line right there. So basically, right? number one was pretty much a standalone introduction to the mm -hmm. book itself, kind of like a pilot, and then the the actual five part story begins on on issue two. You know what? I'm picking up that book. I'm gonna start picking up that so that that I, run. I remember. You know what? The I went to a shop and they actually had issue number one. And they only had one issue available. You know what, dude? I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna start collecting that one. Which is this one? That's the. Um, that's the cover A. That's the cover A. Yep. Looks pretty pretty cool book, dude. Look at that. Yeah. The, the Welcome to Ambrose book. County. I heard a lot of good things about it. A lot of people that ended up picking it up ended up liking that. Uh, let me look real quick here. Uh, going down the list, see if there was something. Uh, you know what? I've been hearing a lot of this one and and Which the one? and the one uh, Hedra. I don't know if you heard anything about it. It seems like it might be uh, kind of interesting. Ooh, I like that. Yep. And a glorious so, exploration of comics medium with echoes of 2001 Space Odyssey. Flash Gordon, Chris Ware, and Mobius, Mobius, Mobius uh, a lone astronaut leaves the world ravaged by nuclear war in search of life. I like I that. Kind of, I like that cover first. That's, yep. that's some real nice art right there. I like that's it. pretty sweet. Let me see. I you know, they, I I do gotta expand out of my horizon and start looking at these other other titles. It's a it's a one shot book, bro. That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. That's easy. I could do that. Yeah. <laughs> no long term commitments there. And that's then of right. course, Lost Soldiers, Vietnam, nineteen sixty nine. Juarez. Uh, Forty years later, three men tied uh, by war they left behind on a collision course with a new one. Hey, it almost sounds like oh. that show that. That that Spike Lee movie on Netflix right now. Haven't seen it. Yeah. Well, this you know this is up my dad's alley. You know, very Frank Miller looking art on that one, don't you think? Mm, the brows. And... I don't know. I, I like. Oh. You know what? I like. I like. Um, uh, war war comics. 
I like Sergeant Rock. I like all that kind I, of stuff. I got a couple I can sell you, Rob. <laughs> you know what? We need to do a war comics episode. That's what we need to do and, and show some oh. of those cool things. Oh, I got, I got that, some Sergeant. Yeah, I got some Sergeant uh, Rock. Uh, I got some good stuff. Yeah, we'll do that. We'll do that for another show. So uh, what are we doing? Oh, which okay. blade? Okay, which blade? There's that one. 20, 25th anniversary. Deluxe commemorative edition of the first issue that launched the universe. Yeah. See, we're, we're hitting a lot of that right now because a lot of those first issues. years. Yeah, dude. Oh, am I right now. <laughs> 25 years. Hey, do you know what fried pie is? The comic when it has the fried pie emblem on it. Do you know anything about that? No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not sure. What, what is that? Got a couple of comics that have fried pie on it. If anybody knows, um, I'll look it up. But if anybody knows, throw it at me. Hey, look, a John Tyler Christopher Empire 3. I want to see that. Let's see. This one. That one? Yeah, no. it's going to be negative. It's going to be a negative uh, space um, book. Is that yeah. all he does? Uh, uh, no, right? No. Uh, he, he also has a second print cover, a second printing. I'm confused. Okay, three of six, and then it has number three of six, second printing variant. See, cover. one's a two-pack action uh, figure, and the other one is just a second printing. Oh, there it is. See, that's so, the two-pack. Yeah, he's known. He's known for doing these kind of like. I don't really like those covers, man. I I really don't. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. Um, but I want to see the other one. The, the other one he has. The variant. Yeah, I want to see that. Wow, it's kind of cool. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm. I'm not. I don't know. I don't know what's going on in this series. This is also the lead up up here. I don't know if the the, the Spider Man. I don't know. I um. Uh, I don't know if you're collecting any of this, but they're all coming up to uh. Ryan Otley. Legacy issue. What is it for? What is it? For something for uh no no uh, eight fifty. That's what they're leading up to. Wow. Legacy number eight, already? 850 already. 800, 800 Eight. came out in 2016, right? Or 2017? It's 18. When we're, when, 18, you and I were working yeah, together, yeah. right? Yeah. But, but the thing is that this book comes out twice a month. That's the thing. That's why it, 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 they, they go so fast to the, to the numbers now. Uh, they got a variant cover. Mark Bagley. I don't know. I mean, uh, it doesn't, uh, you know, right <laughs> off the bat, it doesn't strike me as something I would pick up. Again, I'm a visual. I pick up the covers. Uh, about Jorge Molina. It's a, uh, a, a tie-in with the Empire. You got you got a, a run of, uh, well, she's holding the hammer, bro. Is she uh, Thor? Or what's going on here? <laughs> that ain't the hammer though so some kind of her own her own uh, thing but uh put the hammer down girl we got you know i don't know I, i'm not i'm i don't know i'm not collecting that you're collecting right. that you collect no that? i'm not collecting that okay what Passing about uh we got iron man 2020 coming out also any anything in uh, let's see the covers uh what is this look fifth cover color fluorescent ink variant 
What the heck is that? It's cover oh, A. Oh, no, it sounds fancy. Yeah, sounds uh, okay. You know what? And it probably does no, no justice looking at it right here. But it looks like Nick's Nick Cage as as Iron Man. Yeah, Nick Cage <laughs> as Iron Man. Uh, in 2020 land. So, I don't know. The colors are pretty vibrant. I don't know. I bet you. I it, might pick that. I would probably, if I had some extra uh, funds, I might pick that up. Yeah, it's a it's a issue, the issue five of six. So it's already you know come down the line, and I don't know. Let's see that. Uh, if you if you mosey on down, let's check out that uh, uh, Star Wars Darth Vader number three. Pick any pick any uh, cover of that. Uh, the Darth Vader ones. Oh, usually those are pretty wicked. Anything with Darth Vader, I've I've. Yeah, I've, I remember seeing this. Yeah, that's the one with, it looks like Padme and uh, Darth Vader. It's not, it doesn't look like it. <laughs> yeah. When you put the wife on the cover, I guess it's lose its wickedness. Now, what about this one? Very, nah. very angular, very stiff. Looks like the action, like the actual action figure pose. This is the one, right? It looks like uh, it looks like he's lifting his pants up. <laughs> <laughs> so, so not, not, none Sorry. of the Darth None of the. None of the none of what about, you know what? What about Spider Noir? I thought that Spider Noir cover. Spider looked. Noir. <laughs> that, that one, dude. That's the only word I remember from French class. Noir. That's actually uh, more wicked than Darth Vader. Yeah, you got some, I don't know, those Nazis. Yeah, look, Nazis down there. and. Well, yeah, because he's in a different... He's oh, in a sorry, different... sorry. It's 1933. They they weren't officially technically 100%. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. That one looked pretty cool. I don't know what the second cover looked like. What's that Thor number five? Look at this one. Wow, now that I'd pick up. Yeah, that's covered. That's going to be the variant cover. That one looks pretty sweet. Yeah, that does. I love those big letterings. Yep. It looks like, school. yeah, it looks like that old school stuff. I like that one a lot. Uh, uh, that one's going to be a good one. That's issue number two of Spider Noir. 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 You got that more. Okay. Then we got Symbiote, Spider-Man, Alien Reality. I don't know. Greg Any? Land. Let's see Greg Land. They got Ron Lim also down there too. Mm -hmm. Look at that one, dude. Very I've been cool. seeing this one on the internet. I've, I've seen a lot of that one. He's like... Uh, Alien reality, reality itself. I got Hobgoblin in that one there too. And was it Ron Lim had another cover? I don't know. Are, yeah, you, a fan, are you a fan of Ron Lim? Ron Lim yeah. has been doing all kinds of variant covers. I like that one better than the other cover. You don't, you don't like all that feminized type stuff? Well, yeah, so this just, is Symbiote Spider-Man, so it's not yeah. not Venom. Well, what about this one? Look at that. No, that's, that's cool. Me. No, that's cool, man. I like that. Has that null-looking grin. Yeah, it seems to be the little thing there. Uh, okay, those were them. Okay, there's a second printing of uh, number, number five. five. I think I've already oh. seen this one. <laughs> no, you could probably find it. I think oh. I've seen it online. Oh. I think I've seen it online. Uh, uh, you know what I kind of kick kick myself for not picking up? Thor that number I, one. 
No, no. Uh, that that um, that uh, on sale Wednesday cover. Of what? Of Thor or who? Of uh, Venom. On sale Wednesday. I thought Venom you. Picked, oh yeah, I thought you. No, picked, I didn't pick it up, dude. It was either spend money on that or buy another issue of oh. Venom twenty. Was it twenty five? Twenty five. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, it, I know it was kind of, but I when I read why they did it, then I was like, oh, okay, that's what makes it cool then. What, I got what, it. Well, yeah, I remember, and I don't know, to me it's going to be one of those issues that eventually are going to creep back in everybody's subconscious because you know what? I bet you a print number is going to come out and they're going to realize like, holy crap, there's less printing of that book and it's the first appearance of uh, – well, I guess it's a first full appearance of virus. Right. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah. It was uh, Marvel's response to DC uh, putting their books out on Thursday. Mm. That's why they did it. Okay. So ours are. We got one better book than you guys. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to call it that, I thought it was an Easter collection, actually. It had that color to it. That yeah. Pastel. Now X Factor. You you looking into anything X Factor, or are they still kind of. <laughs> I, I, I don't pick know. up X Factor. I'm not picking up X. I, I was, yeah. Not, not. I'm, I'm maybe I should. Ten. They got a zombie cover. I want to see the yellow variant number one of X Factor, please, for three hundred. Oh, one hundred ninety-nine dollars. What is this yellow variant that they? It's Find sold it. out. It is sold Look, out. you can get it for twenty percent off. Yeah. Well, it's sold out, bro. On this one, let's let's take a look. Let's see if we could find that one. Yeah. Just don't open up that other tab. <laughs> That's all it is, dude. There it is. The yellow, the yellow variant. Oh, come on. Are we being, are, are, are our eyes being poked? Really? Come on now. It looks like my car. <laughs> it does look like your Scion. It does. No, Kia, bro. Oh, gosh. They Dang. all look the same. Dang. E <laughs> Kid Ratio. Why don't you? Uh, what was that? There was a book that we were looking at. We didn't have a cover. What the heck was it? Was it? Uh, oh man, was it uh, Symbiote Spider-Man? I think that was it, right? No. Yeah, we already saw those, Rob. Yeah, no, but that was like, oh, Thor, Thor, Thor. You said that. Uh, There's no cover, Thor. There's yeah, no but that's what I was gonna do. I was gonna copy this and do the same okay. thing. Because yeah. by now the cover has been released. So let's take a look. Mm -mm -mm. Second printings for Thor. Yeah, but that's that same website. Uh, oh, here it is. Yeah, I remember seeing this cover, dude. This was supposed to be like some wicked cover, but I, I don't trust when you say wicked anymore. Hey, it, it's him facing like everything like in front of in front of him. Uh, there. Come on. Come on. Do you know what I mean? It's like all the villains that he's ever faced in uh, Thor's uh, life. Why it's taking this long, I have no idea. Because of what you got open on that other tab. Take, you shut that other tab down. Shut the tab, Rob. There it is. We'll just go to Trusty Previews Magazine. There it is. I don't know if I'd buy it. Yeah, but you know the significance of the book period, right? Yeah, Black Winter, okay? 
Yeah, we talked That's, about that. Yeah, Black Winter. Plenty. And it is, it is uh, printing to, so what about these X-Men 10? Anything on that? Mm, click oh, it. Uh, I mean, in, I'm not, oh man, I have a batch of zombies. I don't know. You know what? It's it, that's hit and miss, dude. Because I've seen some zombie issues that they look kick-ass, but they're not worth like anything. <laughs> you know what I mean? Some are not really. You know, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to be selling that book for. Like this right here, confrontation, confrontation cover. I don't know. I'm not. I don't know. I'm not picking it up. Yeah. Are you, are, no, you, are, you, are you not picking not up picking that series up. or Empire? You may be. I'm not. I mean, I'm not. I'm not. Right just now, waiting. I'm not. Okay. Well, that's, you know. Paper cuts. Paper cuts. Yeah, paper cuts. Cat and Cat Volume 2. Where's well, that? I have some paper cuts uh, publications. Oh, I, don't know what that's, I don't know what that series is about. Oh, this is. Uh, right there. <laughs> Cat and cat. That's some wicked stuff, Rob. Oh, I yeah, I What is it about? The Adventures of Catherine and Her Cat. Sushi continuing more comic escapades. And this is right here the uh, the wild card book to pick up. I'm going to show you the wild card book, I think, to pick up. And I know Will's being silly, but I'm going to, it's up here. And it's because I, I, I don't even know if it's clickable. Oh, there it is. Kiki's Delivery Service. And you're being serious. No, I'm being serious. I, I, I love the animation. And uh, this is a um, hardcover novel of, the, uh, of, that, of that story. And I, I, I think if, you're, if you like Kiki's Delivery Service, which it's a... a well, what, what's it about? Film, it's about a, a little girl who's a witch that... Um, you know, she's got her cool, cool little kitty friend. <laughs> and she goes on adventures and stuff. It's like, you know, it's like the way Pee Pee Longstockings was back in the day. And, you know, all those type of things. But, you know, but, you know, she's a young, she's a young witch. And, you know, she's off doing, you know, adventures and stuff like that. The animation is real fun. And I, I don't know, it's, it, it's a really cool animation. Uh, if anything, if you're uh, if you love the animation, maybe go out and try to track this down, uh, Kiki's Delivery Service, and uh, she she ends up you know well just like what it is you know she's she works in this little shop and she's delivering things all over wherever it's supposed to be because <laughs> I I don't want to make any assumptions if she's in like a European country or whatever but you know. I just remember watching this with my kids and, and enjoying it very much. So she's dropping she's dropping off like uh, spells and magic herb and stuff like that. Yeah. No. There you go. There you go. That's. <laughs> there you go. Volume one, ready for school. Perfect, perfect collection. Bob Bob McCann uh, McMahon. Um, this is the other wild card book to get. I. Uh, it's you know. The school's around the corner. These guys should be wearing masks, but they're not. They should be wearing masks. You're right. So Thank you know. for your observation. Yeah, I don't know how this book's going to fly, but, you know, it's. They're it's, not going to let it in the building. Okay. 
So what else is down there? Where? Down below in their list. Is that it? I mean, I saw other publications out. Yeah, those are the you know some. Those are the penguin. Those never make it to the shelf. (laughs) (laughs) You have to special order these uh, scholastic books. Well, there you go. If you're into Captain uh, Captain Underpants, there you go. They're already getting uh, their book for Halloween ready. They want to. They no want to corner the market right there on the shelf. You know, they're they're letting people know, hey, this is it right here. Get the Halloween book, Captain Underpants style, and uh, see, they got the Archie horror novel. They're all the. See, I want to. I would. You know, the the Archie horror stuff is pretty cool. Like the Afterlife Archie. Mm-hmm. Let's take a look. Blade here. Runner. Look at Blade Runner. Blade Runner twenty nineteen, Titan Comics. Let's see. I do have an a, a issue number one and two of Blade Runner from 1983. Oh, yeah. the oh, Look at that. Great artwork. And you're a Blade Runner lover, so yeah, be something you would pick so, up. So this is, this is kind of uh, close to the, uh, you know, the I guess some of the original run and stuff like that. So it's all good. Cool. Should be nice. Got a couple of different covers. They always do. They always do cool things like that. And then we have uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, Doctor Tomorrow. I don't know. I'm. I'm not. I don't. I haven't really picked up a lot of Valiant, but Doctor Tomorrow is. Uh, I'll just throw. I'm that holding up. on to my Valiant, my uh, my older Valiant. Mm-hmm. You know, like the uh, from the two thousand early two thousands. I'm holding on to it. Um, I actually have some of those and some from the nineties. So uh, there's a couple in there. Um, I'll let you hold on to those too if you want. <laughs> Thank you, Rob. Appreciate yeah. it. And then, of course, you got all these products that are not clickable and toys and all kinds of stuff that uh, some of our actual uh, uh, companies, uh, the, the toys, the comic book stores actually carry these. Yeah, the G.I. Joe Classified Series 6-inch action figures. That's pretty cool. Yeah, those are those are gonna those are gonna be cool. And I got here the Beavis and Butthead reaction figures also. Uh, what they're else? making a big resurgence. Uh, those two characters, Beavis mm-hmm. and Butthead. I think uh, they they're they're what they got another series coming out. I, I heard they're gonna be ad- they're gonna be adults. Right. I guess they're they're taking a page from Bill and Ted. If they can grow up, I guess we're gonna have them grow up too. Yeah. Are you gonna watch Bill and Ted the new one? Yeah, I mean, I watched the other two. I don't see why I wouldn't watch it. You never know. He might, he might whip out some guns and. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know, man. I saw the I saw the trailer and I'm like, I don't know. I'm gonna, I don't know if I can take this serious or not. You know, they're a lot older now. <laughs> it just, it didn't, it didn't feel right. <laughs> it just yeah, didn't. Something's wrong, wrong. <laughs> the trailer. Yeah. But I, I'm I, I can be totally wrong. Yeah, they got them, them big old buffed up versions of themselves. That looks pretty trippy. I don't know. It's gonna be silly. It's gonna be fun. I'm like know. worried for Keanu. Like he might actually ruin his career after this movie. I'm, I don't think he's worried, dude. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> he's already got these other films lined up. Matrix. See that got put they're on doing hold. the matrix right now that got put on. Well, uh, yeah, maybe they're going to start back up with that. And then of course uh, we have, um, you know, uh, what he, you know, that's the thing he reinvents himself and then he ends up, you know, 
come out with, you know, something else. And, it, you know, it, and it's always cool to see him, you know, fall back into the, you know, to an old film uh, series and then, you know, make another one. So that's kind of, that's kind of cool. You know, he's, he's, uh, he uh, established that other John Wick empire and uh, he's able, he was able to, you know, showcase himself in a different way as well. And I think that's pretty cool too. Um, so many times me and Will, we start talking comics and then, you know, we go through so many different uh, tangents and, you know, we theorize what's happening and what issues you need to go back to and all that kind of stuff. Uh, we've been doing it, playing a little bit of that. We're not going to get too much into it because I think when those issues come out, we'll kind of explore some of that, but we've been kind of playing around with, you know, what's going to happen in the Marvel universe, specifically what Donny Cates has been building up to. Some people think it's been a little bit too long that he's been building up Null is Coming. It's been something that's been what, a, almost a year and a half. If you go back into the books, almost two to two years to a year and a half, they've been speculating Null is coming, Null is coming. The pandemic came before Null came. So, you know, I don't know. <laughs> and now, and now after this long delay, we're going to start getting, you know, into what all this is. And that's going to be across, you know, a couple of books. But first, before we get there, the X-Men have a, 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 a storyline that's happening and the Empire storyline of everything that's happening there is happening. So uh, they're going to have a crossover book, a Web of Venom crossover from that series, Empire, into, into Null. And before that, there will be a Web of Venom, Rafe, 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 Rafe. There, there, that issue will be coming out too. And that's going to ho hopefully, I guess, update us or at least introduce us to possibly one of the next villains or I don't know, maybe a hero or adventures with Null and, and, you know, whatever's going to happen with this character. Cause if you, if you go in the secondary market, we've been tracking some of these books and uh, we'll just, uh, he just acquired a prologue that when he gets that and along with some other books, we'll, we'll feature some of that because that's going to all lead up into what's going to happen with Venom. But uh, those books have been uh, slowly climbing. Yeah, they've been slowly climbing with the anticipation of the event. And all this really truly is leading to legacy number 200 of Venom, uh, which is about nine, I think I've, I've said about nine or 10 comics away. And then we're going to get to Venom 200. Um, which I'm pretty sure they're going to make it a very special event, and they're they're leading go up crazy. To, yeah, everything's going to go gonna crazy. Go, uh, how many how many variants? What two hundred variants? Two hundred at least. Yeah, you have to match the actual milestone number. Two hundred. Yeah, uh, we'll have a. I'm pretty sure you're going to see a McFarland kind of. Uh, they're going to pull a frame from McFarland somewhere and make it into a vintage. Right. Cover. Well, my um, our speculation because uh, this happened between our discussion. And I don't know if you wanna if you wanna uh, take ownership on this one or not, but um, it came to my it came uh, from what you were talking. It brought about the idea that a lot of artists in the last couple of years have venomized have been venomizing different figures, uh, different characters. Like they have the Tigum, they have the they have uh, you know they'll venomize um, you know whatever character they want. It could be a Cabbage Patch Kid. They'll venomize it, whatever. And what I'm thinking is the maker or one of these, there's going to be a storyline in there and we're going to just see 
all these we're, we're going to see the venomization of new characters a mashup of characters kind of like kind of like this, this is this is why i brought madcap mm -hmm. out yep uh, we're going to see mashed up characters that's my that's my theory it doesn't happen oh well it doesn't happen but i think that's what might be might be going on that that um that these artists have taken and seen what the artists online have been doing like um that they've been they've been you know creating you know their own characters uh venomized and they're they're taking note of that and they're going to start mashing up characters because we got the maker and the maker is someone who created the symbiotes right right so i think my thing is i think that's what we're going to see later on down the line we're going to see old characters mash with new characters and possibly venomized and non-venomized that's that's what i'm thinking does that sound silly no i mean i think uh you're talking in in regards to what they're going to do for the event and stuff like that it's all leading up to this this is what we're basically hinting about uh it's Noel is coming. He's the guy in the back. It's King in Black. This comes out December 2020. And basically, it's going to be a, uh, uh, a battle royale, so to speak, with basically everybody in the Marvel Universe, or at least in the Avengers slash, you know, because we're seeing some Avengers. We're seeing some X-Men. You know, it's going to be a who's who. You even got Spider-Man down there, and I'm pretty sure we're going to see, you know, um, it's anybody who's anybody in the Marvel universe against Null. They're, they're all coming together uh, for the big showdown. And uh, from, from what they're saying, and they basically gave Donny Cates, you know, free reign to be as brutal and, and most uh, wicked in this series uh, as possible. So we're probably going to get some, some crazy, uh, crazy things that we've never seen. I know we've seen the zombied versions of these uh, people, you know who knows like what we're speculating we're gonna see these mashups of like right now we're seeing them all in this form i wouldn't doubt you see a variant cover with all of them in some kind of weird symbiote you know what i mean outfits basically yeah. in the same thing you know we're gonna see these variations or something and they're all you know gonna be taken over by uh possibly a null to battle venom for you know supremacy of earth i guess that's the whole thing he's coming to take over so uh definitely definitely lots of excitement there's going to be lots lots more that we can probably uh speculate and talk about in that realm uh but uh we're nearing uh we've been on for uh i think quite a while yeah. <laughs> my dinner's cold it's still there it's been there yeah. for an hour yeah i actually i have i have some uh i got i got something coming in as well but i want to thank what you, you very much for will oh uh they're bringing me some enchiladas Oh, good. Enchiladas. Yeah. Enchiladas. Enchiladas. It's uh, Acapulco. They're still open. I'm, oh. I'm getting some Acapulco coming in. You get some salsa on that? I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure. Get the guacamole? Guacamole. The, the, yeah, that little globule of plop. That little plop? <laughs> little, little plop of guacamole. Uh -huh. uh, no, I, but I, I thank you very much for, for coming on board. It, this, this show... Uh, it, it, it was a slow to get took a while to get going but I'm glad we did this and uh, hopefully it'll be the, the start of other ones we'll have uh, just to let everybody know we'll try to have special guests you know we'll, we'll coordinate it for you know certain events and stuff like that that are coming up uh, when it comes to gunslinger spawn maybe we'll talk about you know uh, 
Western comics and the, the love of Westerns, because I'm telling you, I don't know what it is about that particular character. Everybody loves Spawn in Western, Western attire. Um, but, uh, you know, there's all kinds of different things happening. Maybe we can do a DC thing or a Batman uh, episode and we'll bring in, we'll try to bring in different guests from time to time. And uh, if not, what we'll do is we'll give you a rundown of our latest finds and uh, what's hot uh, at the, at the comic shops and what's, what's coming up because uh, every week it, it changes. Uh, if, if you don't jump on it, you know, you go back like, for me personally, I wanted to go back and get a Venom 25 second print. The cover is is amazing, and there's lots of tidbits on that cover that make it such an iconic cover. You didn't get uh, a copy? No, I did. I did. But I okay. wanted to get another cover because I'm telling okay. you that wraparound cover on that thing uh, is to die for. It's an amazing uh, cover, um, to say the least. But I think that cover is going to be one of those kind of things that – uh, they, it, it sold out all over. You, you couldn't go back and get another copy. If you didn't get it when it when it when it came out and you went back, it was gone. It was gone. It, it was a must, a must have for sure. Uh, was there anything that 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 you got uh, in the last week or two that that was a must have for you and that you're glad you picked it up at that uh, your comic shop? Yeah, you know, I got that. Yeah, I got that free comic book day. Uh, X the X Swords, I think that's what it is. Right, right. Yeah, I picked up that. I picked up that one, I, and I was glad I did. So I got there real early and picked that one up. But I mean, the way I see it, if I don't pick it up, then it it wasn't meant to be. And I'll pick it up later. I'll find it later. I'll get a trade or I'll buy it, whatever. Um, but. Uh, I think that 25, I've been, hey man, I've been, I've been ordering, I've been pre-ordering, so I don't worry about it too right. much. Yeah, you're, you're um, covered. And that's what we've told people before. You don't want to miss pre an issue. Yeah, pre-order, go to your local comic shop. We've got, what, three, three or four in town. Uh, hit them up, get on the list, subscribe to your favorite uh, titles. You don't want to miss an issue. Let them know that you're looking for variants and stuff like that. Uh, friend yep. them on Instagram and on, on Facebook because they will give you heads up. Hey guys, look what's coming up. And then, you know, if they're on top of their game, guess what? They're going to tell you other hot books that you may like or, or that you might want to jump on uh, as they're coming along because what's going to happen, two months is going to pass and you're going to go and you're going to find out, oh man, I missed that one. And <laughs> then, the, then the fun starts. Uh, but, you know, I don't know if you have anything else you don't want to add to that. No, I'm good, man. I appreciate you letting me be here and uh, talk comics with you. And uh, Toy and Comic Junkie, uh, the group page is uh, is open for anyone who wants to join. And we're on Instagram as well. We're also on uh, YouTube, but we don't have nothing there yet. Maybe this show will be there. Maybe I'll grab this show and I'll put it on the YouTube page, uh, link it back to you. But uh, no, um, I appreciate it. Thank you very much for letting me be here. No, I'm glad. I'm glad you were joining, uh, uh, Justin. I want to say, hey, what's up? I, I this Justin Moreno is a good uh, uh, comic book fan. He also collects the the statues and the figures and all that kind of stuff. Justin Justin is a, a a guy that I would love to to possibly get on in a future show if he's available. He's a really busy guy, but he knows his comics. He has his go tos, and he can talk 
a game when it comes to comics and and collecting and stuff like that and you know i'm pretty i'm pretty sure if he was this you know show just part of his collection i think uh, we you definitely be impressed with uh what, what justin has uh, he's a he's a really good friend of mine but uh until then i want to thank everybody for uh joining us here tonight on ripped comics uh podcast we will have another episode next week um hopefully there's no storms that uh get in our way but definitely uh we're going to try to make this a weekly uh, occurrence and we will go around the world of comics, visit our comic shops, and we'll try to bring you the latest news uh, from issue to episode, from episode to episode. Uh, for, for Will Diaz, uh, I want to say uh, thank you again for joining me and we will see you next time on Rip Comics Podcast. Bye.